He wins with his smarts and on the basketball court. Brandon Sherrod is a legend at Yale and looks to continue his legacy in the basketball tournament this summer. I'm Matt Majinski, and welcome to CBB Review Courtside. We've already hit Season 3, Episode 12. And now we bring in Brandon Sherrod. Brandon, first off, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, man. Can't complain. Just uh, leaving the gym. Really looking forward to getting to the TBT. Well, that's good to hear. And it's, it's good to hear also that, you know, you're, hit, you're hitting the gym, you're getting ready for TBT. It's about a month away. Um, you know, for the people that don't know, obviously you played for Yale. It's been what, about six years since you left college, right? Yep. Just about six. I actually just went back to the uh, five-year uh, five reunion for the college as well. So time is really flying. Oh my gosh. It, it's, it's hard to uh, imagine how time flies nowadays, but um, obviously, you know, you, you've played in Israel last, correct? Yep, just was in Israel this past year. Yep. So um, how's that been going? Can you just like catch me up on what you've been doing, uh, you know, what your journey's been like since uh, since you graduated at Yale? Yeah, so right out of college, I signed with an agent and ended up starting off in Italy and played there for five years, five different teams, uh, bounced around a little bit, enjoyed that experience, learned Italian and really got ingrained into the culture. And then after that, I ended up going to Finland for a couple of months in Helsinki. And then from Helsinki, ended up going to Israel for the last half of the season. So what's it like, obviously, you know, growing up as, I mean, we're both Connecticut guys, you know, you got that whole New England vibe and then you travel all of a sudden you're over across halfway across the globe. I mean, what's it like getting used to all these different cultures? Yeah, I mean, it's a, an enriching experience, I'd say for sure. One of the most difficult things is being an American and kind of inserting yourself and trying to find out how you fit into the uh, into the scene. So I think for a lot of people, they have their original ideas of what Americans are like. And as basketball players, they also have their idea of what American basketball players are like. So I've been trying to debunk some of the myths that people have about us and, uh, you know, just trying to get everything I can, soaking up all the information and culture that I can while I'm, I'm abroad. And, you know, when you were in college, you did a little bit of that as well. We'll get to everything, but you certainly covered a lot of areas uh, in your collegiate career. I do want to know, though, did you consider UConn? I know you were the Gatorade Player of the Year out of Connecticut. Did you have other schools or was it always set on Yale? No, actually, Yale came in pretty late in the recruiting process. I had uh, offers from basically every school in Connecticut aside from UConn. So if they had offered me, I think I would have made the decision to go there. But Yale was a, a pretty good choice at the end of the day. You know, maybe they were missing out because obviously you had a great college career. Um, you improved every year, and obviously, you know, your minutes went up with it. But uh, I want to get to this part first because this is pretty cool. You joined the Whiffen Proofs. Um, I know probably everyone has uh, talked to you about this. Uh, it's it's that acapella group that you were a part of. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. You left Yale. It was going to be your senior year to join the group. Yep. I did. I did. So. As a rising senior, that's when all the guys who were in the group, they actually auditioned. And I went in thinking, you know, if I get in, it'll be amazing. If I don't get in, then no, no one will know and I'll be able to do my thing. And uh, because of the travel schedule and how demanding it is, you have to take the year off of school. So people usually take a leave of absence and end up uh, going with the group. And we end up traveling domestically first. And then over the summer, we did a 26-country world tour that uh, spanned the six continents and really had a great time just getting to meet uh, a ton of different people and then singing in all these different parts of the world. Now, you said you went to all these different countries and continents. So before you uh, had played basketball now in Italy and, and in Finland and all these other places, had you visited those countries as a part of this tour? 
No, I had actually never been anywhere. I hadn't been outside the country before. So, you know, you go from not traveling at all to going to 26 countries in a year. Um, I had an, uh, it's a crazy experience. And so that, that memory was always going to last for me. And I think it was something that speaks to the Yale experience and just all the opportunities that you're afforded by going to the university. So I was really grateful that I was able to take advantage of that. And now, obviously, you know, you were a big part of the team. It wasn't like, you know, you were a slouch by any means. I mean, this was obviously a hard decision for you to make. So how did it come about that you wanted to make this decision? And then what did the conversation go like with uh, with Coach Jones? Yeah, like I said, I was I didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. Um, and I hadn't really prepped myself for a conversation I was going to have with my coach. So when they called me and told me I got into the group, it was quite quite the surprise one. And then two, my coach found out from reading the Yale Daily News. So I, I didn't even get a chance to tell him before the news came out. So when I get to his office, I'm like, uh, he's like, hey, so what's this, this group I'm hearing about? I'm like, hey, coach, I got to take the year off of school. And he's like, well, can you defer for a year? And I was like, no. So we were slated to win the Ivy League championship, had come in with a great group of guys in my, in my original class 2015. And um, I kind of used the same recruiting pitch that my coach had given me, saying that Yale affords you with these incredible opportunities that you can't pass up. Um, and so that's the reason why I originally signed and committed to go there. But that's also the reason why I decided to join the Wilson Boots for the year. Well, <laughs> it went well for you there. Obviously, that's a great experience. And you know what? Everything seems to pay off and work out in the long run because, first off, you return for your, uh, you know, your fifth year, but your senior season. And you really have your best season um, as a student at Yale, you know, you average about 13 points a game, seven rebounds a game. I know you had that streak in there where you made 30 consecutive shots. I mean, you got featured on SportsCenter and everything. Yeah. What was it like returning and, and having such a big impact in that senior year? Yeah, I think a few things. I think it was, um, you know, obviously a little bit more confidence that I had going into that senior year. Uh, knowing that my role was pretty, pretty defined and I wasn't necessarily competing for as many minutes as I was before. Um, and just the makeup of the squad, I think I fit better with that 2016 uh, Yale team than I did with the 2015 team, just as far as my, as my positioning and the things that I was able to do on the floor. And Justin Sears, who was the player of the year at that time, we complemented each other really well. So, yeah, I think it was that. Um, and my coach is just really telling me to just relax and take my time. They, they understood that I had been away for a year. And even though I was like working out and trying to stay in shape, it wasn't the same as, you know, the, the rigor of playing the college basketball um, season. So I think that was probably the biggest mix of the two. Um, and then obviously, you know, you guys have a big moment in March. Uh, you guys go on Yale beats Baylor um, and then really kept it close with Duke. and. It obviously got one of the greatest quotes in tournament history out of Torian Prince about, uh, you know, how you get a rebound. You had a big part in that. You had six boards uh, in that game. Um, what was the mindset you guys had going into that game against Baylor? Yeah, when we got the matchup, I remember Selection Sunday, we were pretty confident about uh, the team that we got. And uh, I think at the time, Baylor and Yale were like one and two in the nation for rebounding efficiency, I think both offensive and defensive. If I'm not mistaken. And so we knew like what we hung our hat on and, and uh, what kind of guys we had in, in the locker room. And um, yeah, we were high. We were high on our, our abilities. So once we got into the game and got through the first couple of possessions, you know, the nerves start to go away, you settle in. And um, I think 
you know, we showed the world how good of a team we were, um, how we've been really competing the entire year. Yeah, obviously that was, I mean, really one of the best years in Yale basketball history. And again, Brandon Sherrod, you were a part of that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here now on CBB Review Courtside. We'll be right back to talk more about the impact Brandon looks to make in the basketball tournament. Stick with us. Welcome back to CBB Review Courtside. Again, Brandon Sherrod, Yale great here with us today. Brandon, real quick to uh, heading into that Duke game. I know we just talked about the Baylor game. I mean, what kind of high were you guys on going into that game against Coach K and the Blue Devils? Oh, yeah, we were hyped. We played them earlier in the year, too. And uh, we were, I think it was really close at halftime. Uh, we were up for a bit. I think we scored like the first 10 points of that game. And then uh, they started to kind of settle in and got some home cooking. I was in foul trouble. So even in that second matchup, we had already had experience against Duke from earlier in the year. So we were pretty confident about what we were going to be able, able to do. And uh, unfortunately, that first half, they just went off and they played really well. Big time team, too. Grace Allen, Luke Kennard, Brandon Ingram, all those guys have successful NBA careers. And, um, you know, it was a really good, good way to compete. Of course, that your last game in your college career. But you can hang your hat on high because you had 22 points and seven boards in that one. So certainly a, a big game against Duke there. Uh, Brandon, obviously now we transition into the basketball tournament. Um, that's what we've been talking about this whole summer. We cover this. So I'm not going to get into it. People that are listening to this podcast know about the basketball tournament. They know all the ins and outs with that. So I guess, why did you want to play in TBT this year? Yeah, I think, well, last year I wanted to play, but I was hurt. And I just remember watching the tournament so many times on TV. I wanted to be a part of it. Obviously, you have like the monetary um, benefits of if you win, you know, you're getting X amount of money. Um, I think as well, it's, it's starting to be taken really seriously in the international basketball scene. It's a great exposure tournament. It's on national television. Um, coaches and players alike are, are able to kind of showcase their skill set. And uh, it's also a great chance to just compete and play with a great group of guys, uh, depending on what, what group you are, and, and also playing for a good cause. So just has all the ingredients for something I want to be a part of. Yeah, it's really run uh, just great overall. Uh, the people behind it, obviously now it's coming up. Not, not This isn't the 10th year anniversary just yet, but coming up on 10 years since it started in the mid-2010s. Uh, and, um, you know, Kiefer Sykes last year, like you mentioned, I mean right. – he balls out. He gets that contract with the Indiana Pacers. So the chances are there. No doubt. No doubt. You know, you literally they never know like crazier things have happened in the basketball world. And so just a great opportunity to, to get some exposure and, and see what happens. Now, would you say you're playing in it more because, you know, you still have that NBA dream and you're like, OK, you never know. Maybe I can, you know, hoop out and, and an NBA team will give me an offer. Or are you playing it more for um you know, you want to be there for this great event this summer. Yeah, it's more, I think for me, it's more of the great event. Um, you know, obviously it would be amazing if I play well enough to get an NBA opportunity or a G League opportunity or something like that. But uh, for me, I think the, the motivation is really just to have some exposure, to enjoy the experience and and uh, and see where we, where we get to as a team, trying to win as many games as we can. You know, you guys obviously have, a pretty stacked team. First off, I love the name. It's called the Nerd Team. Uh, did Did you have a say in the name? You can be honest with me now. <laughs> I had no I had no say in the name. I think that was a 
kind of the consensus before we before we even started to get the get the roster together. So, but it's it's cool. It's cool. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's funny. And you guys should be a you know. I feel like one of the more underrated teams. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got some talent, you know, you, a couple of other former Yale guys on the team. Um, it includes Prentice Hub and Paul Atkinson. I think those are the two names that stuck out to me, you know, just out of their college careers and both playing at Notre Dame. Um, have you had a chance to talk with any of the guys yet? I've only been able to talk to uh, Azar Swain, uh, who's also just recently graduated from Yale, a stud. stud. And also uh, John DiBartolomeo, we actually worked out last week and he's a big time player. He was also in Israel this past year. So um, aside from those two guys, I haven't really, really I haven't really talked to the rest of the roster, but I'm excited to meet everybody. And once we get together, we'll see how much chemistry we have as a team. Well, that's something that's interesting to me, Brandon, because um, obviously, you know, the tournament itself runs on for about a month, but it's not like any other sports league. I mean, you guys practically what? I mean, when are you going to start practicing just about two, three weeks before it starts? Yeah, just about. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to have training camp, but we will have some sort of kind of get together and meet up so that we can get some sets down and and see what kind of chemistry we have as a team, who's going to be starting, coming off the bench, et cetera, et cetera. So and that should be about three to four days before we get out there. Um, and then obviously guys will be staying in shape, I'm sure, before we even uh, get to the gym. What do you think? Um, you'll bring to the court uh, being, you know, definitely a leader uh, at your time at Yale. Yeah, I think leadership for sure, uh, defensive prowess, rebounding the ball, you know, those are some of the things I do really well. Uh, I think I'm an underrated playmaker and passer, so I think I can also get guys involved and make sure that everyone's happy on the court. And um, yeah, just being, doing all the little things that helps the team win. I think that are really important. And as I've continued my career professionally, I've started to understand like what it takes on a consistent basis to put yourself in the best position to win. Now, the thing that intrigues me the most about you, your guys' team is, you know, the basketball IQ. I feel like we talk about that a lot in the college landscape, a lot of the Ivy League. You know, you talk about the basketball IQ that the guys have. I think that goes hand in hand with, uh, you know, just being in the Ivy League. But what do you think maybe separates you guys from the rest of the competition? Well, I think I think there's that. Um, and I think the I think the idea was to conflate the nerd team and these high academic guys with guys who have high basketball IQ. Um, so there's that, there's that portion. What I, I do think we're going to bring is, um, you know, a lot of these, a lot of guys have grown up or played in systems that are pretty complex. So um, there is some overlap as far as like, you know, general motion, uh, swinging the ball and having the first guy go back door and the second guy come and play pick and roll. So there are probably things we've all seen in our collegiate and professional careers that um, are similar. So I think if we can put that together, we should be able to um, kind of naturally find ways to get everybody involved and, and play well. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much the, the biggest thing right there. We know that the ultimate goal of every team is to win the basketball tournament. But um, before I let you go, what are you looking to get most out of this experience? Uh, again, uh, exposure, um, just being able to compete at a high level. Um, being able to join a great group of guys and, and for real, just trying to show people that we can, and myself, I can compete and, and play uh, with anyone. I think that's probably the biggest thing that's been on my mind at heart. So that's what I want to do. Again, Brandon Sherrod, good luck in TBT uh, this summer. We'll be having a big eye on it. Now you guys are in the Syracuse region, right? I believe we are. I believe we are. I'm not sure if they've, if they've created the bracket yet, but I'm assuming we will be since it's close to home.
a lot of us. Well, that'd be uh, that'd be good, and um, good luck, obviously, as well in the tournament. Brandon, thanks for joining us today on CPV Review Courtside. Really appreciate you guys having me. Take care, and see y'all soon. Great, and thank you all for listening. Make sure to tune in and let us know who you want to hear next.